We know you love us, but the information on our podcast is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. I understand I'm both an LPC and an LMFT. However, this is not intended as a substitute for professional services of any kind. If you or anyone you know needs professional help, please seek mental health services. This is Emma. This is Zork. Host of the Date Podcast. And we're very excited to do another show because I have someone here sitting with us that I like listen to almost religiously. Uh, me too. Don't, don't oh forget me. Oh my gosh. Me. I know, but egocentric. Okay, go ahead. Me. Okay. Who is it? It is Brian Howie. Oh my gosh. And he's deal. here from he's the here. great love debate. I'm so excited. Hi. I can't stop saying that. Hi. Can I say hi? Yes. <laughs> That's a good applause. Good crowd you have. Big old I know, crowd. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yes. He is here. We're going to talk to him on like his background, and we're going to ask him Just questions. dating questions in general, because he's been out and about through he has been out throughout and about. the U.S., and he, he knows a lot Yes, this he stuff. knows the stuff, and he, it's funny because whenever I listen to him, I'm like, great, you're calling me out, but you don't know who I am because I'm just listening to <laughs> you, and then I'm like, shame and guilt because of all the things that I shouldn't be doing that I am doing. Shame. 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 <laughs> shame. All right, Emma, so okay. you can find us, everyone out there on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and review. Uh, hopefully leave a great, um, awesome review mm -hmm. about us. And if you have any questions or concerns or um, topics you'd like us to talk about, please uh, send us an email at hello at daypodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at at daypodcast. <laughs> so, Emma, what is going on today? Okay. There we go. <laughs> Tell us. All right. Well, apparently this on and off couple is off again. Uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. No, I think she's probably going to take a little break from that for a while. She okay. needs to grieve. Is I think we said that last definitely time. Definitely an, an ended I feel like it's probably like, this is kind of over. I think she just needs to process the grief of her, you know, ex-boyfriend that just happened. What is it, like 10 stages or something? It's five stages. It feels like a million stages for me. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, so who? who so are it's we Halsey about? and G Easy. Oh, I like Halsey. Yeah. So they apparently broke up again because dun dun dun. They started following each other on Instagram. Oh. They're like, I'm done. Social media is evil. Yeah, it is. So I don't. I don't know. I have a few thoughts about this. Like, what are y'all's thoughts about like being a celebrity couple that you're, like you're on and off again like all the time? Well, I mean, number one, don't stalk your partner because that just brings up anxiety, right? We've talked about this so much. Wait, you think they're stalking each other? Right. I don't think that they are. Okay, repeat that again. I said, like, what are y'all's thoughts again on, like, like stopping following each other on Instagram oh, like, oh, when oh. you're on and off? Yeah, don't, like, I would say if you're off, you're off. I right? would say stop following your partner, your ex-partner. For me, I feel like it's... If you're on and off again, like, constantly, it just means that you're not ready for that relationship. And obviously, like, a need is not being met that allows you, to, like, to want to call it off. Yeah. But why do you keep going back to that person? That's my thing. 
you know? Well, okay. I'm going to disclose something. What so do you remember do? when I just, okay, I didn't do anything recently, but you remember like the last time that like at my last wine party, I got like really sad and like I got texted someone that I shouldn't have. <laughs> and it was just, I like, you know, it was like my little drunken brain was like, hey, text so-and-so. Because I think that like, like and, and my friend has said something like that is, I think is very true. Like there's something that I'm missing at a certain point in time. And when the alcohol hits, like it magnifies it. And so then I'm like reaching out. Hmm. So you need that. <laughs> you need, just needed to reach out, and maybe he'd reach back out to you. And then what? Exactly. And, and then, then what? what? And then more heartbreak. You go exactly. back to him. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad that he still has me blocked because I asked him to block me. Okay. On everything. And okay, he that's, did. That's good. I know. I was very happy about that. But I feel like the, that's what these two need to do. They just need to, like, if they're going to call it off, they're going to call it off. And, like, it is what it is. It is what it is. I think let bygones be bygones, move on. You guys are exes for a reason, right? Yes. And you guys tried, and you guys failed, and you're trying again, and then you're failing again, so. Yeah. Especially if, like, apparently, like, G-Eazy was telling everyone, and this is a quote, that he was single, and that he and Halsey are always on and off, but mm -hmm. right now, like, they're off. I think, I mean, that just invites, like, just bad bad juju in the relationship because yeah. like we were on a break like okay you were on a break for me when you're on a break you allow the other person to do whatever sexual things they want to do with someone else why does it have to be about sex all the time with it you? doesn't have to be about sex all the time but i'm just saying <laughs> like most of the time when you're on a break you want to have revenge sex i feel i don't want to have i don't have sex. revenge sex. i want to have, have a revenge sex. make out yeah Okay. I like I I want to have like a revenge makeout. Like I want to make out with someone and be like, yeah, I'm making out with this person, but I'm not gonna have sex with them. Brian, she always talks about sex. She just she can't I love stop. Sex. But she doesn't have revenge sex. <laughs> I don't have revenge sex. Oh, but you like to talk about revenge sex, or you don't even like to talk about it? I don't think. I you just like to say the word sex. Yep. Okay. Sex is my favorite word. Fair enough. Thank you. It is. <laughs> okay, so they're off. They're off. And maybe they'll be on again and we'll talk about it. We'll see what soon, happens. So. Okay, so okay. we're here to talk to Brian. Yeah. How's it going? How are you guys? Good, good. good. All the way from LA. Yeah, that's, right? cool. that's a good little setup you guys have here. Oh, thank, thank you. Podcasting and wine, that's a thing. Yes. Oh that's a good thing. We drink too much sometimes. And you can hear. I've done some morning podcasts where they just have like a full bar, like 9 a.m. Nice, yeah. like a mimosa bar. Yeah, like oh no, like a vodka bar. Like people oh really gosh. do drink to do their podcasts. Wow. A lot. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. We we don't drink to make ours. We just drink to make ours. You would be drinking better. anyway, and you happen to be doing a podcast. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> it just makes sense. Why yeah. not? Why not? Why not? So, <laughs> so L.A., you were born, in it, born and raised there? Or New York. New York. Yeah. Okay. I'm a New Yorker, but I've been in L.A. long enough now that I used to say, well, I'm from New York, but I live in L.A. now, and now I'm just like, I'm from L.A., and that feels bad as a New Yorker. I feel like I caved to Ooh, the weather. Like you betrayed. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Like a couple years ago, I'm like, I'm not going back to New York. I'm staying <laughs> here, so I need to just forget about it. New York. What, like nice weather year-round, basically? Yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah. Like every day. It is quite a seductive muse, yes. the weather. Yeah. The Hispanic part of me would like to move there for the constant heat because I hate being cold. However. But it's really hot here. Yes, but like we get winters here now. Sometimes I get a break from like allergies and stuff and mosquitoes. There's snakes here. 
They're yeah, all. I don't know where they are though. Oh, they're around. They're everywhere. There's like rattlesnakes here. Yeah, that's true. I did see one once, like, uh, like slithering. It was really big, and I was on the phone with someone, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a snake in the middle of the road!" But I was also like in the country, so. Yeah. Lots of snakes, lots of armadillos. Mm-hmm. Lots Dallas of- is okay though. Dallas is on my list of places that I. I don't know if I would live in Dallas, but I could live in Dallas. Huh. Yeah. I will accept that honor. Yeah. I yeah. could live here. Hmm. I'd rather live in Dallas than New York. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Lots of people are coming here too, Brian. A lot of people are going to Austin. Austin too, yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people. A lot they of people. There's there's three Austin. places yeah. that people are leaving LA for and Ooh. they're not coming back. Portland, which makes no sense it to me. It makes no sense at all whatsoever, though. There's no taxes taxes and here. Yeah, uh, sure. Austin, huh. Portland, and Nashville. Oh. So those three places that people are like, I just don't need to be in L.A. anymore, and I'm going to go to one of those three, and that's where they're going. Huh. So why, why did you move to L.A. then? Showbiz sure. stuff. You know, you go back and forth for a while, and you think you're never going to leave New York, and, you, and then one day you get off the plane in January, and it's 82 degrees, <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> I get it. I remember my agent at the time was, he was originally from New York and I would go out and I would meet with him and he'd be like, you know, you're eventually going to move here. And I'm like, never, I'll never move Uh here. And then like three months later, I'm like looking for a place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you do? Like acting or producing? No, I was, I've been a writer, director, producer for, I don't know, 20 years. Uh Um, a lot of theater, television, live events, and then. I sort of fell into being, quote unquote, the talent, like only in the last like five years. Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. You are a talent, though, because we now. Yeah. But I was I don't think I didn't think I, I I always liked sort of having the idea and being able to filter it through other people or a scenario or a narrative in some way, because mm-hmm. I didn't feel confident like this is what I think and these are my words. So I would like. Rather than say something, I would like write a 120-page screenplay to try and say what I was going to say, just because I didn't have the confidence. Uh-huh. And then um, about five years ago, I had a break in what I was doing, and I wrote a semi-tongue-in-cheek book called How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. That, yep. it, that it was sort of a women need to take charge of their own dating fates, and it was sort of about I dealt with a lot of actresses, and they were always whining. They, they had trouble with guys. And so I wrote this book. And then rather than doing like a traditional book tour with me and, I don't know, 20 people in a Barnes & Noble, my manager at the time said, why don't you raise some of the questions that the book raises in like a theater, in like a uh-huh. town hall style setting. So we did one of these and we called it the Great Love Debate. And then we did another and then another. And now we're up to 347 mm-hmm five years and podcasts and TV stuff and all kinds of stuff. So it literally was supposed to be like a one-off thing and then yeah. it kept going. That's, yeah. That's great. I appreciate the questions that you bring up though, because I think that you are very right that as a woman, I can say it, right? I agree that we don't always like take action into our hands when it comes to dating. Like I know for a fact I'm very passive. Well, yeah, but I would say since 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 Eve tempted Adam, <laughs> the women have always really been in charge. They always had the power. Now, they didn't either want the power or know how to use the power, but the men always would sort of jump as high as you wanted us mm-hmm. to to get the 
the fruit if you did it. And women, that so freaks women out to even hear that, that they're like, no, because first they don't like it. They don't want it. They shouldn't have to train the guys, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But if you gave the men like a, a clear, positive roadmap to your happiness, every guy would take that road. It's just you don't really know what that road is yourself. No, right. I don't know what that road is. One day I think it's one thing, and another day I think it's another thing. Like, one day I wake up and I'm like, I want to date with somebody that, like, speaks Spanish so that we can have conversations in Spanish. And then I'm like, no, that's lame. What's wrong with me for thinking that? Like, yeah. I Women are really Spanish. clear on what they don't want. They're not nearly as clear on what they do want. And <laughs> so the guys are like, let us know when you know. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys don't even communicate that if you guys know. Either way. Yeah, they're like, yeah. figure it out. He could tell. We can't fucking tell. I hate that. He could tell. He can't tell. No. We're so dumb. We're like, so, me. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, my job, that. I always thought when we started Great Love Debate, <laughs> was to raise the questions. Uh-huh. But because we've raised the questions so many times in so many places in front of s- close to 100,000 people mm-hmm. live, we do have a lot of the answers. And, and that's a little bit harder to do it now because I do kind of know Mm-hmm. It was a little easier when you're just sort of blank slate curious, but we've been doing it a long time, so we have the answers now. That you can kind of call it, so you can kind, kind of call. I kind I kind of can drive the narrative the way I want to drive it in huh. that city because I I just know like, you know I've been to Dallas fifteen times. I'm probably mm-hmm. a better expert on Dallas dating than anybody who lives in Dallas. I, I yeah, bet, I bet you. So, so I what, agree. What are these questions that you you ask or you pose to the? Because I if you guys haven't been on Brian's podcast, he has live shows on his podcast, yes. and it's it's great. And it, there's like a lot of laughter. There's a lot uh-huh. of energy. It's funny. I'm laughing when I'm listening. But like, how do you get that information or the questions? Does it come from listeners? Well, we kind of know how to poke the stick and uh, <laughs> ask and study and. You know, I ask, um, the first question I ask mm-hmm. at any show, no matter where we go, is the biggest challenge with love dating relationships in 2018 in Dallas, Texas, is what? And make the crowd give me that. Give me what they think. And then we react to that. Okay. So I, I, we're, our job is to pull information, complaints, mm-hmm. questions, frustrations out of the crowd get this information, and then figure out how we can solve it. You know, I think that, that we know of 48 couples have gotten engaged just from meeting at one of our shows. Wow. Like, just wow. from meeting at it, because we do, we break the walls down right. over, like, yeah. 90 minutes because we kind of know how to, you know, whack the pinata. Yes, yeah, so you also allow people to do role plays in your yeah. Uh, yeah. show. So because I, I think that's helpful because it does break down that wall of, Yeah, like, life is improv. Part. Like, <laughs> you know, we, people are so not used to interacting face-to-face now. It's right. so strange to go up to talk to somebody now versus have some technological barrier between right. you that we sort of make people... The, the, the very act of getting people to congregate and communicate mm-hmm. goes a long, long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant the way you guys start the show because that's like live market research. Yeah. Because you're already giving the audience or you can take that information and give the audience later what they want to hear. There is a sense of camaraderie. Uh, the reason why the men and the women, you know, you get a couple hundred people in the room and then they realize I'm not the only one that feels this yes. way. Or I'm not the only one frustrated or it's not so easy for the men or the women. That goes a long, right. long way into making people, you know, people go there and they think, well, nobody's like me. Mm-hmm. And they leave thinking, oh my God, everybody's like me. Yes. And they feel a lot better. The struggle is real. Yeah. Yeah. The tone of the show has changed a lot. When we first started, hmm. I uh, 
I was a little bit too much Jerry Springer. Like I really wanted to <laughs> fuck with it. And I really wanted people to just fight and men oh against the women gosh. and all that. And then I realized like people would wake up the next day and be like, I wish I didn't go to that. That was terrible. Yeah. Oh. And so it got a lot more hopeful yeah. after doing it for a while. Well, for a while. It took like a year and a half for the tone to get better. So it was like Battle of the Sexes, basically. Yeah, that, and that amused me, but people would be like <laughs> Like it was, get, like, it, was re- it was really angry. Like, uh-huh. like the third show we ever did, this woman stands up and she says, what do you do if you go out with a guy and he says he's going to call you and he doesn't call you? And we're like, yeah, that happens. So, and she goes, mm-hmm. well, what do you do if that guy's here tonight? Oh. And the women were like, show your face. <laughs> And this, like, they turned on him. Like, a hundred women started chanting, like, where are you? And this guy stands up in the back, and they were like, liar! Like, he represented, like, every miserable bastard they'd ever dated. And they just went, and I was like, this is funny. But people were like, this is a nightmare. Like, people were so mad that I'm like, we can't have that anymore. Oh, my goodness. Is that that recorded by any chance? Bravo shot it. Uh, That Bravo actually (laughs) shot that one. I don't know. They were shooting it for a show... I don't know, Friends and Lovers. Do you remember that show? It was like no. five years ago because we had one of their cast members on the stage. So, yeah, the footage exists. I don't know if it's air. I didn't see that show, so maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Andy Cohen, if you're listening, can you send that Yeah, can you? I got to gotta track down that footage. But the guy was like, he just didn't know what to say. Oh, like, I He wasn't yeah. a bad guy, no. but the women turned on this guy. And so For no sure. guy after that had any shot. Right. We, we, they were just so mad. And that's why, you know, it has gotten much, much harder to do the shows mm-hmm. this year than at any other point hmm. because of the Me Too stuff. Oh. oh. Because the guys were already, I don't know what you want us to do. I don't mm-hmm. want to approach you because I might get rejected. Yes. Now the guys are like, I might get rejected. I might get fired. I might be called a pervert. I might be right. gone. And these guys are out. The guys are checked out. They're like, give me the virtual porn right. now. Yeah, that that boundary is very like it's non-existent right now because I think that even like in the Me Too movement, like we don't even know what that boundary is either. I don't think it, it's it's clear. Well, it's not even uh, women against men. Mm-hmm. It's women against women. Half the women that True. we go to certain cities like New York, they have been itching for this fight for mm-hmm. 20 years and let's blow the whole system up. And they're probably right on some level. Uh-huh. And half the women are like. Shut the fuck up. You're going to scare off the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. And so the the sort of girl-on-girl crime that we run into at these shows is a whole different dynamic wow. that we never had to deal with before. So huh. you've seen that. So that's Oh, yeah. Shows? It's, it got really hard to do the show right after the 2016 election. Oh, <laughs> oh I bet. was bad. And then it got a little bit better. And then the Harvey Weinstein stuff happened. Yeah. And it got bad, and then it started to get better, and then the Judge Kavanaugh stuff kind of. So we can, you can, we can literally tell wow. the tone. And certain cities where we go, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle, they used to be sad, and now they're mad and sad. <laughs> That's yeah. a rough combination. But so. but in a sense, I think the women are telling the men what to do. No, like they're telling the men what not to do. Okay, what not. To and do. the men want to hear. Okay, what what should I do? And the women really aren't clear on that. They're just not. And it, it is a challenge. Um, until that happens, mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing that we have to get over now. Until the men really are clear. And because you're all different. Yes. It's tough. So it's, it's the burden. And the women are like, I shouldn't have to say anything. He should just tell. 
All he knows is what I the last girl liked, and, that, yeah. and you probably find that out too late. Like, as long as you are clear on what you need, mm-hmm. want, desire, and have a way to positively communicate that mm-hmm. in like a in like a fun way, he will do whatever. But we're not getting that information as guys, and it's a challenge. No, we're not. We're not. You're gonna say something, Emma. You're, you're I like I know that I you. Say, I, I know that you not. don't like revenge sex. But I'm not clear on what you do like. I like revenge makeout. Okay, that's clear. Like Make to. me angry, kiss me. Yes. There I you had go. A friend, no, I really do, you guys. In <laughs> high school, I had a friend, and he loved it whenever I fought with the guy that I was dating because he knew that, like, if we fought and we like went on a break, because I was, it was a bad relationship. I would call him up and be like, "Hey, do you want to make out? Do you want to make out?" And he'd be like, yes, I will come pick you up. All right. So he, he knew. He would just circle your orbit yeah. waiting for you to go to break out? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he knew it was bound to happen at least like every other weekend. Yeah, it was a bad relationship, but I stayed for a while. Gotcha. That's my pattern so gotcha. far. So, Brian, talk to us about Dallas dating. Because um, you see it from, you know, a third party view. I mean, we're, we're here in Dallas, so we can't tell the differences between Dallas and other cities. Well, we named the women of Dallas last year oh, no. as America's most dateable group of women oh, in America. Okay. Yeah. The best. America's best. Explain. Yes. Yet they uh-huh. are uh, <laughs> big personality, big enthusiasm, big uh-huh. attitude, big uh-huh. hair, everything you want. It is everything you could want as a guy. That they are the true. shiniest lures in America. You know. The women of Dallas. It's true. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. Right. And they're fun about it and they're ballsy. They're not it, they're the, we name them best. Yet we name Dallas the seventh worst city to date. So if the women Why? are the best and the dating is terrible, I mean, I hate to put it on the dudes <laughs> here, but there is a lot of all hat no cattle going on here. There is a lot of um Guys who either talk a big game or mm-hmm. think a big game, and they are pussies. Gosh. Yeah. Or, they, or, they hide yeah. be- or they hide behind the faith. We, we, there's a lot of that. There's a like, do not come mm-hmm. near me, you dirty temptress, and make me sin. But yeah. secretly, like, they have like a whole thing. Like, want it. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's a weird communication where the women yeah. are just, here's what I am, here's what I like, here's what I believe. The, the women could not be more clear and forthright and communicative here. Right. And the men here, either they don't know what to do with that information or they're intimidated by it. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, if you think it's hard here, like go to San Francisco or Boston or New York, you would have no shot there. So fun fact, um, I may have spoken about this before, I don't know. So I, so in grad school, I was doing um, therapy to become a sex therapist. It didn't, it, it didn't work out just because of like what I've been doing. In the meantime, which is, you know, working with kids and really sex therapy is mostly with adults. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so um, and this one of the trainings that we did, I had like this huge re- revelation in the middle of training that I said, you know what? I said, I feel like I need to become a sex therapist for the Christian community. And the, the guy, um, Dog Ron Harvey, who was teaching the training, you know, he like walked me through it and he's, you know, he's like, if you're passionate about this, do it. And I was like, I am. I said, because I'm kind of tired about the fact that in the Christian community, we only think that sex is for procreation. And I think that's an all, but I don't, I'm going to take it back. I'm so sorry. I don't think that's just in the Christian community. I think it's also like in an all like religious faiths where like, no. you don't think so. It's, no, I know it's not. Okay. We have done 
gay shows and we have done black shows and we have uh -huh. done Hispanic and Asian and college and, and Jewish and Christian. We've done all these sort of denominations in their own mm -hmm. different show. The Christian ones were the ones we had to stop doing because the women, the Christian women were like, uh, I just want a good guy, and I think a Christian guy might be a good guy. We have something in common. Yeah. The Christian men were sort of looking for this sort of Madonna whore sort of <laughs> balance thing, oh and it's real strange. Like the Jewish people have sex all they don't. They don't. That, that has nothing to do with their religion. Uh -huh. Nothing. The Christians are like, I want to do it. If we do it, it's your fault, not mine, and it becomes like a whole thing. Like. We, we stopped doing the shows. Like Christian Mingle sponsored like a little mini tour uh -huh. for us to do it. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. There's too much huh. bullshit going on here. <laughs> That's so, interesting. So how much sex do you guys talk about in this show? Not, not nearly as much as you would think because once you go to, down that hole, so to speak, it's tough to get out of it. Uh. I, I went down that hole the other night at a show in New York. Uh-huh. And I brought up, we asked the question... Um, Give us something that either you're into that's a little freaky or something that you've <laughs> run into on a date that they wanted that's there was a, a little lot freaky. Of there was a lot of choking, I'll <laughs> tell you that. Uh, and it, it just went off the rails. Oh it is so I don't, I try and stay away from the sexes because it's too personal and varied. And it I'm trying, we're selling love here and we're selling hope. Right. And most time we're just trying to get people to communicate right the sex thing is separate it comes up once in a while but i do a pretty good job of staying out of it. you know our podcast i don't bring up sex that much okay yeah well like throwing said i like talking about sex yeah well, you could do a whole show about it but people are the crowds it's it's all over the map yeah i made a joke i got sort of burned by it i made a joke uh -oh. and we did a show in uh -oh. indianapolis which was a little bible belty and um I said, well, it's not like anybody's a virgin here. And a woman, a woman sent me an, a woman sent me an email the next day, like, speak for yourself, Hollywood guy. We're very good. And I was like, I can't, I can't even bring it up. Well, you're gonna piss somebody off no matter what. Yeah. I see. It seems like now. Yeah. And my. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't gotten like more angry emails. My producer. Uh, Keiko, who produces my podcast, she's very smart. I like the, her. Yeah, everybody likes her. <laughs> she's very reasonable. And she said to me, she goes, you're going to piss off or there's a certain percentage of your audience that you're just not going to reach. Do not waste your energy trying to get everybody on. Right. Like, focus on the ones who are at least close or open to the message. Sure. That was the best piece of advice I ever got. Yeah, for sure. Because I would waste our entire, the rest of the audience's you know, you have 200 people there and you'd be arguing with four. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me of, okay, so I like talking about shows that I watch, like okay. for references. And so this one reminds me of Parks and Rec when Leslie Nope is running for uh, the whatever for office. And there's this one guy that like doesn't like her. And so she creates this whole like bullying event just so that she can talk to this guy to get his vote. When, so she wasted this this whole time on this one guy when she could have been reaching out like others yeah it's so. like it's hard to please the one person it's hard to to let that one go yes when you got that i know it took a while for me right. to come around it but that was the best piece of advice i ever got yeah so talk more about dallas like what <laughs> what else <laughs> well i mean dallas has all the elements you have good enough weather but it's uh -huh. not great weather so no. it's good enough so there's enough it's not great weather tomorrow. Energy and fun and time. Los Angeles, the weather's too good. Mm. So it's like, why would I want to date? I can just go outside and it's awesome. Mm. You know? 
Um, people do move here from a lot of different places all the time. There's mm -hmm. a there's a, there's new people coming here. The um, the places where the men and the women do things together are always better for dating. The middle of the country is like that. Chicago, Minneapolis, Milwaukee. The men and the women will go out as a group at 5 o'clock at night. They'll go out at a happy hour. At 8 mm -hmm. o'clock, they'll watch a game. They'll do whatever. Most of the places in the South, <laughs> the men will be on one side and the women will be on the other. And then somebody like 1130 will get drunk enough to cross the river and go yeah. over there. Like that's still a thing in Atlanta and Charlotte and Nashville and Dallas and all these kind of places where there's still this you're the girls, I'm the guys thing. And it's it's strange. Did you feel that way at my wine party this past weekend, Zorik? Yeah, she has wine parties all the time. I do. Well, wine like parties seem a little more sophisticated. I'm very sophisticated. The craft, the Mr. craft Brian breweries Roy. have have fucked dating in a lot of. Can I say fucked? I've said it like six yeah, times. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. In a lot of places like Portland and Denver and where they have like the craft breweries all over the place. Mm -hmm. We have some here too. Yeah, you don't. The girls don't want to go there. They want to drink wine. I do. You want to, You'd rather drink wine. You, then you're I would going to rather drink wine. Yes. Because if the guys are just sitting around brewery. talking about beer and fantasy football to each other, then it's too hard for you. Make them come That's into your. True. Make them come to your world. So what you're saying is, I want to make sure I'm hearing this correctly. Uh -huh. Is that my next wine night, I only need to invite guys to my wine night. Yeah, it should just be you and 12 guys. I love that idea so much. <laughs> it's a it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen now. I think you're Will you Texas. be my wingman? Well, man? that's another thing. The, the uh, I hear a lot in Dallas where, especially the women over, I don't know, 35. I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. But the, when you've heard it that they're like, it's five to one, six to one, seven to one women to men here. Uh -huh. It's not. It's an illusion. It's because after 35, the women will still go out together in big groups and drink wine and complain mm -hmm. how there's no good men. And the men won't do that anymore. So the men, especially yeah. in Dallas, they'll drop out or they'll do stuff during the day or they'll mm -hmm. do stuff again. So it always looks that way. And so it's frustrating for the women. Well, you know? well Brian, we have, we have singles meetups here in Dallas once a month. Uh-huh. And it is like that. Yeah. It's, it's like... Uh, I do. I t tend six to, to one. Yeah, I tend it to go towards the women more. Because the women come together <laughs> and the men come alone. Yeah, and we force them to talk. And some of these men can't talk. I get it. You I know? know. Because if you could talk, I hate to say this because I belong to a lot of meetup groups, uh -huh. you wouldn't need the meetup group. Right. Definitely. You know, and so, and so it is. A, it is a challenge. Like if you could talk as a guy, you could just roll down to Bed Bath and Beyond and chat up a bunch of women. Or yeah. Target too. Or Target. Target. Or, or Whole Foods. Yeah. So, Master Brian Howie, yeah. please tell me what I need to do for myself <laughs> in order to uh -oh. be successful in dating. Well, you also can't hang out with a bunch of guys because it's tough to it's tough to break that wall of yeah. dudes. I went from like hanging out with mostly guys to having like now I have a good group of like girlfriends mostly. Like I'm, I I want to build my you, guy group you, again. You, you got to you can't go out with a group of 5 girls either. No, I don't. So you need to to have like 5 people. Okay. Like three girls, two guys, and okay. that's who you roll with. Got it. You need to have I that. I got my posse then. Cuz some women go posse. out with like 7 and I'm like we can't no. And two's bad, too. What are your thoughts about going out alone, man or female, at the bar? I think it's fine and easy for the guy. It's hard. It's hard for a girl. Because Emma, And, you've and don't go out as a two. If you go out it. as a two, like, you're not leaving your friend. Yeah. No, that's true. You need to go so out as a three. I live, so where, like, I live, I live by the American Airlines Center, so there are times when, like, I have walked to the happiest hour by myself just to go have a drink, and then I go back to my apartment. But I obviously, like, nothing happens. Well, like, will you go just sit at the bar and yeah. have a drink? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Because there's enough people around there. Right. 
but I don't talk to anybody. So I'm just like staring at my phone then. You know, I travel a lot and, you know, I stay in these, you know, Marriott's or whatever. And mm-hmm. you see the hotel bar and you'll see some woman there like, like having her meal and drinking a mm-hmm. glass of wine. And I'm like, does she want somebody to talk to her? Is she hope <laughs> Like, there's no way for the guy to know. Right. Is she just like, I just relaxing here? And I'm uh-huh. like, what do you do if you're, she probably doesn't want to sit in her room. It's hard as a woman because right. the guy, if you do want to be talked to, he has no idea that you want to talk to him. Yeah. And, and he just assumes I'm going to bother her. Should I just like wear like a neon sign that says, yes, you can talk to me? It will be a lot easier if we have. <laughs> you ever go to one of those Brazilian barbecue places? Yeah. Where yeah. you have, they have the chip and it's like green or yes. red? Yeah. I mean, if he, if we had like a cab light, like I am able to be talked to, that is partially why, you know, a lot of married people do come to the great love debate, but most uh-huh. of the people there, if you go there, you know that they're single. Uh-huh. That helps. Like Zora can meet him. <laughs> yeah, it, it helps. Uh-huh. I mean, it helps a lot because people are like, you're, you're in this room. I'm not going to talk to you and you're going to say, oh, I, sorry, I have a boyfriend like you right. would anywhere else. That is a big part of it. So I have a question about this. So like, I, I have not had that experience yet where it's like if a guy comes up to me and it's like, oh, my gosh, I have a boyfriend, you know, but can you be talked to by a strange guy? Yes, I think so. Even if you have a boyfriend, I don't understand, like, why women feel like they have to say that. Do you know why? Why, why? Why, why women say what? Like, I have a boyfriend if a guy audit, like starts talking to them. Well, because she probably can see the intent right away. Like You think that the only reason we're talking to you is to have sex with you? No. I know, but that's generally the thought process. Okay. If he talks to me, he's hitting on me. Got it. That's so why like before online dating, the number two way that people used to meet... Grocery you know, store. No. No. Church. Oh. And the reason for it was, it wasn't about praying together or anything like that. It was about A, congregating, and B, I could talk to you at church, after church, about anything, and you wouldn't think, well, we're at church. He's not hitting on me here. And it was almost like a safe place for men and women to talk to each other. Anywhere else, if I went up to you at Whole Foods, and I was like, can I barbecue this? You would think I'm hitting on you. And, And that's the thing, which is... We probably are mm-hmm. if we're talking to you, but there's that, you know, like, what is his intent? What does he mean? A lot of women wear the fake engagement rings just to go out so they don't I get bothered. Don't. But, but you're kind. You're kind of people. Thank you. Do. I like to think yeah. that I am sometimes. Yeah. So, so what do you, th- so you mentioned online dating. Emma yeah. is on, she's off, she's on, she's off. I've what been consistently thoughts? on lately, though. On what? I'm on Bumble and Hinge. Okay. What's your opening line on Bumble? Um, I think it's just, hold on. Is oh it my just high? I can't <laughs> believe I'm about to like yeah. say this. If your opening line is just high, it's like, not. then you're just as bad as him. It's, it's, it's really lame, but I'm okay with it. So, <laughs> so it says, my about me is, my friends would describe me as funny, thoughtful, kind, and loving. I know I'm funny. It can hold a conversation solely quoting the office. There's a, there's a lot of people who want to be Pam and Jim. There's a lot. I don't want to be see Pam that all and the Jim. Time looking but for that Jim. I know. I so, okay, Swanson. so what is your, because you have to be opening line on Bumble. So what is your opening, what do you say? I don't Hi. have an, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. How was your day? Hey, or sometimes I, so if they have like a career, like if they have something that I can like quote on, like I think one of the last conversations I had was something about like, ooh, like, oh, so you like cold brew coffee, like what's, 
like been your so you'll add, so you have to if you just say like hey or hi or how was your day uh-huh. on Bumble all that is is you sticking your foot in the door yes. so you don't run the clock out <laughs> yeah. that, that, he's not doing one. anything with that I know don't do I'm that really that's bad as bad as him I know that's bad but oh. you, didn't we, so we did an episode about um, GIFs. What are your thoughts about GIFs? Oh yeah, the opening hey GIF Kaylee, Kaylee, this is going to be for you, girl. For a female. Uh, my one of my good friends. Can Kaylee. you do that? Yeah, you can do that. She sends a bear GIFs like waving hi. You can do that on Bumble. Uh huh. I don't know. But they <laughs> said statistically, it like increases. I think it's an age thing. Yeah. Well, last time we were in Dallas, some guy at the show had his entire profile was like 45 different emojis uh. and it was too much but a couple girls were like i love that and so that's the right one for okay. him okay master brian howie what are your thoughts about me not even sending emojis when i'm like first talking to a guy for a first few like weeks or not days? sending no i don't send emojis why not because a book told me not to which book was this? Well, who told you not to? <laughs> what book, book was, was this? I can't remember what book it was. Burn it. <laughs> That's crazy. You should do whatever your personality is. Why would you hold back? Um, like, because I am. I tend to send like five text messages at a time. You so can, you can attest to that. Yeah, I, I think we had a debate about this. Like emojis kind of give emotion, and that's why I like Good. them sometimes. <laughs> like, w- there's no benefit of you withholding how you feel to him okay that's a myth okay. that's some bad advice that girls give other girls yeah this was a girl written book too <laughs> yeah all bad advice books are written by women okay they are period <laughs> they are period you're not old enough to remember that book the rules no that's set dating back like 20 I years i did read he's just not that into you yeah he's a guy yeah 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 he is mm-hmm. a guy. It was, good. That was a good book yeah that was a good book i yeah. liked it he's out he's coming around he's out on tour He's my Bible. Yeah, he, a guy wrote that. Yeah. Guys, guys understand the way. W- women always like you don't know you're not a woman. I go. I've asked more women questions than you ever have as a woman. It's don't true give me the answer. Women only know what they know. Yes. Women don't understand women any better. No. Right. You probably understand men better than a lot of men because men are not that curious about the way men are. No. But this whole, like, you couldn't possibly understand because you're not a woman, I'm like, you couldn't probably just possibly understand because you don't talk to any women. Mm-hmm. You just think you know. Yeah. That's, That's a big true. thing now. I'm a big I, I get hit with a mansplaining yeah. card every day. <laughs> so, Emma, do you know everything now? Is that... Well, I mean... What other... Brian Howie is here, so he's teaching me everything <laughs> about it. You will learn more if you come to our show in 90 minutes than you will in any book. Oh, okay. I believe you. Because 100%. most of the stuff that we have learned has come from... You know, we always say this is the biggest social experiment ever mm-hmm. undertaken, but we've had, you know, 92,000 people give us feedback. That right. is more than, you know, every year Match.com puts out their little 1,500-person mm-hmm. blind yeah. survey, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Here's yeah. We have the answers. Yes. I mean, you guys do. So, you know, I, I think one of my favorite things that you put out there, which I'm still waiting for it to happen, men at Starbucks, is for somebody to come up to me and ask me if they should get a cake, uh, a cake pop. Yeah. That's, that's, that was pop? my favorite one. I just yeah. I died laughing in the car. What if you hate cake pops? I love cake pops. Then I wouldn't date that person anyway. Oh. Why would you hate a cake pop? If somebody hates a cake pop, you're not going to date them. I always <laughs> say, no matter where we go, it comes down to this. The women want the men to try harder, and the men want the women to make it easier. And yeah. that is the standoff. I am willing everywhere. to make it easy if someone is ready to reach out. We went to um, Shanghai a couple years ago. Uh-huh. 
And you see men and women on dates everywhere. You see a guy and a girl everywhere. Wait, be- I have a be- dumb question. Is Shanghai in, in China? It's in China. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yes! So you go to a Starbucks and you'll see, it looks like the 1950s, like a diner, like they're sharing a but drink. But they, they have a they have a umbrella f- a market there. I don't know what they have, but the reason is they have no Facebook, uh-huh. they have no Tinder, mm-hmm. and they have no porn. I love it. Well, So if you want to see some boobies, yeah. you actually have to <laughs> earn them. And so the guys are working hard. No, so the umbrella market thing is that they actually have an umbrella market where like moms go and write down like like dating profiles yeah, yeah, yeah. for their kids yeah. on these umbrellas they and they have, have them out uh-huh. and you know they try to set up their kids yeah. on, on maybe those, that are, way those too. are the dates they do. I guess that, maybe that, yeah. that's, that's I need to tell my mom to write my that's date in profile and put it somewhere in Dallas where do you stand on the dick pics I don't like them I don't but want some, them then what do you want <laughs> what kind of picture Emma? I would like the like I'm okay with like your face. Just don't send me your penis. It's not beautiful. No, I agree with you. But here's what comes up in the show a lot. I bring this up. The number one challenge of online dating is that the men are sending 36 times more unresponded to messages than the women are. 36 times. I agree with that. So if a guy sends a dick pic to 100 women, Uh four might respond. If a guy sends a poem to 100 women, four might respond. If the guy says anything to 100 mm-hmm. women, four might. So if the odds are the same, right. he's like, fuck it. I'll just send that and see what happens. And, and so because nothing really is working, the guy's right. like, I'm just going to do the, the try and get her attention. So that was my question how, for you. Like, how does a penis, though? Like, yeah. how, like why the penis? Is because he's not life. exposing anything about his personality, his heart, or whatever. He's just like, if she likes this, I can work with this. Nobody a girl, a woman in LA is like, penis. send me the penis and send me the FICO score, and then we'll talk. Well, no you can send me your way. FICO yeah. score, <laughs> but I don't know about the penis. Right, but some women, and I'm not telling guys to do it. Right, I'm just saying, right, right. I'm explaining <laughs> it, that nothing is working any better than that. Uh-huh. So it's really like a numbers game. So if these guys are like sending you a nice... Hey, how are you? Whatever. And you're not answering that anyway. And women really aren't answering that anyway. Mm-hmm. So I asked that at the show. I go, give me something that every guy who sent it to you, you're at least going to answer him. The women got nothing. They get nothing. Send me a picture of her face. Or like, yeah, but I not every woman. You're not going to answer every face. Right. That's true. Well, what should we say? But I'm not going to answer every penis either. Right. It, but it's the same. Okay. I don't you understand know? why I'm arguing. So he's like, fuck it. Right. <laughs> so if there was something, so I asked the women, I give a handful of suggestions. Uh-huh. I go, what should they do? And all they say is what he shouldn't do. And mm-hmm. this has been the problem in the last, you know, 12 months particularly, mm-hmm. is it is all about, we hate that, don't do that. And the, a lot of, a big, big chunk of the guys are dry. They're like, I'm out. Give me the video porn. I think one of the favorite things that I do like guys with, and maybe this is something that I'm open, like, I don't know, like a guy with a tie, like wearing his tie to like work or out. But that's a picture. Yeah. So okay. give me something he can say to you. Oh, something to say to me. Oh. Like his opening line that you're going to answer. It's not that easy. So no, Brian, it's not. What should, what should we say as a single man? And I'm sending out messages. Like what? Should we say? What should I say? What's your favorite condiment? <laughs> that is kind of funny. What is uh, it? Like I can just pick from anyone. 
Because yeah. right now, yeah. ketchup's the only one that's coming to my ketchup. mind. Ketchup. Okay. okay. See, I think then you <laughs> probably eat some fried food. I do love And we'll food. be fine. Okay. See, I can work with that. And ranch. I think you're not... A, and ranch. I imagine us <laughs> dipping shit into there. Some like sort of like pickles? benign question that she... Like, or if you just said like, what kind of ice cream should I have? Ooh, yeah, mint chocolate chip. Yeah, done. We're talking. Okay. Okay? That's not <laughs> offensive. Like, you'll probably answer that of anybody. Uh-huh. Things like that that are, she definitely has an answer. It's uh-huh. not too personal. Like, most women agree, like, a lot of women are like, I want him to say something funny. Well, no. Any, well, you don't know what, and funny's funny is different. If I just said knock, knock, you going to go with it? <laughs> Who's there? Are you going to go with it? Probably, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but some women are like, no. No. <laughs> I feel like we have to be like Steve Carell or like, you know, the funniest man in the world. You could, but not every woman has that kind of humor. No, I said you should. Like, some people want some really dark, twisted yeah. shit. Yeah, I feel like if you have that, that sarcasm, what did they say? Like, my second language is sarcasm where I'm looking yes. for. Yes. I feel like if you want us to dish it out, you need to be able to dish it back to us. Like, you got to be funny, too. You know, some right? women only want lines from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I both love and hate that show. I know, but some women only speak that. My That's my freaking sister, but she has a boyfriend, you know? so it's fine. Jailhouse weapon of choice. A lock and a sock or a shiv? Oh, that's a, a shiv. That's, a, that's what all the women say. <laughs> you guys are so, you just want to get it done. Just yeah. Stab you. Yeah. A lot, right, of women right, like right. A, a lot of women like a weird, dark question like that. <laughs> you guys are fucking twisted. But if the guy's just like, hi, how are I you? You have really pretty, like can he compliment you? Yes, I like being comp. I like compliments. But I what kind of compliment? I like. I just had to tell you. Face. I think your face is exquisite. Thank you. Yeah, you're gonna go with that. Yeah. Most women are like no. <laughs> I, I think, I so think too. you just made me blush a little. Too. I, I get an unmatch after that. That after that line usually. Yeah. Uh, if I if I we can't even face. tell you you're pretty. <gasps> How dare you, women out there? We're I know. Just, we like, can't yeah. walk up to you like we used to be yeah. the, in the fifties. 60, 70, I'm not that old. But I say, you're oh, my 20. God, I, ha- I noticed that I saw you through the window. I had to tell you, I think you're absolutely beautiful. Women are like, I don't ever want to hear that. It's That's like, insane no, to words me. words of affirmation is totally my love language. Like, it's words of affirmation, physical touch, and gifts. Most men's words of affirmation is yeah. my, and we don't get it. We I don't get any words of affirmation. Well, so here's the thing is that, like, I... Do I ever tell you you're pretty Zoric or beautiful or handsome? No. No. Oh, never mind. I don't think I've been not. told five so times sorry. in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, you we, guys are so handsome. But we never hear it. No. We don't hear it. Well, I'm just, I'm giving it to you now. I know. We, and we, I will cling to that. But we tell you that and you're either like, no fucking shit or get away from me pervert. So it's hard. Like, we it can't compliment hard. you anymore. Well, and it's like, well, I also think that, like, if we look back at, like, kind of, you know, patterns that we've had in the past, and if you look at, like, multi-generational patterns, I think it's gone to where you could say, like, a man was handsome. You can't say that anymore because, you know, of whatever, like, taboo opinion you have about I, I, it. I, I, think you, I think you can. I feel like you can. I'm a big proponent about yeah. telling everyone that they're beautiful. I like telling people that they're pretty. Yeah, and, and you know how Brian's talking about how rough it is for us out there, for us men? It is. Yes. Like, I send out no, all the messages. it is. Um, like, every time I'm on Emma's um, Bumble profile, Brian, she's matching. Match, 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 no, match. No, I'm not. Like, when it, for me, it's like no matter. Right. Matches. So you <laughs> know, we used to play that game in the show once in a while. Uh-huh. I'd have a woman take, that, take yeah. out her phone, uh-huh. and I'm going to guess, I'm like, you're going to get 8 out of 10. 
Like, we're just going to match. And maybe two didn't even see her yet. Like, you, you know that you're going to get matched. He's not. So if he does get a match, he's like, oh, my God, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he says something and you don't respond either because you're not interested or it wasn't funny or you're busy or you got 100 guys going on. And I so know. the guys are like, I'm out. Yeah. A lot of guys are dropped out in the last year. They're like, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to watch porn. That's play it. video games. I am okay watching porn with someone. With someone. Yeah. You got to find the someone. Yeah. He doesn't need the someone. Right, right. Because he's like, if I have the someone, I don't need the porn. Right. And he's like, I'm not finding the someone. Well, I guess maybe I should change my statement a little bit. Like, I'm not opposed to people watching porn. I like, I don't care. Like, but it's not hurting the enough. culture now, now that people like, the men like, because I hear this like, from, from. As long as it's like over like legal consent. We've done good. marriage shows. And the husbands are all playing video games all day long because they're like, I can win at this. I feel good at this. Huh. I'm failing at my parenting and my marriage or yeah. whatever. And so now that the combination of sort of porn and video is coming uh-huh. together, a lot of guys find that a lot more appealing than dating. Huh. So, so that goes into <laughs> our next question, Brian. So um, what are some dating trends? So are people giving up and just going Yeah. that? Porn the last porn? year has dr- has taken like it's chopped like fifteen percent off both sides of it. Really? The women dropped out wow. and the men dropped out. The kid who is uh, we had Dr. Drew do our show. You know who Dr. Drew is? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He uh-huh. did our show. I, I love did love line. I did love line. Oh with you him. did? Yeah yeah. Wow. And he says and he's right that that's the f- why he is Master Brian Howard. The fourteen year old kid by the time he gets to high school, that sort of virtual porn. Somebody who looks just like Emma. Mm-hmm. Is gonna tell him he's off. He's gonna put on a helmet. <laughs> You're gonna talk to him. You're gonna give him a reasonably satisfying experience. Uh-huh. That guy's never gonna ask a girl out ever. The 14 year old guy now is just not going to care. He's gonna be satisfied. That's why 22 year olds now they don't really drink as much either. They can get their stimulation other ways. That that's the coming storm. Huh. And so. Which I've said before, I'm wondering how technology is going to affect their brains because, you know, like it, it was, and I talk about the prefrontal cortex all the time because it's true, it's not fully developed during your 25. So I'm curious to see like when that will occur now with, with all of this technology and with all these trends happening. It's not, they can be satisfied. And so if you say like, well, it's not as good, well, he doesn't know it's not as no, good. No, he doesn't know because that's what he knows. Yeah, and so it's he's good enough. High from it. Yeah, so endorphins. they're all dropping out because mm-hmm. the women... All day long, the men here, oh, I don't need a guy. I don't need a man. I'm an independent woman. I'm no, a strong woman. No, I do. Woman. I want to have But we hear it all the yes. time, and the men are like, I, I, how can I fit in her world? Yeah. I'm like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. So for so. years, to get into the, the guy, to get into the girl's world, we were essentially, to use a basketball metaphor, right. shooting into, in, into a 10-foot basket. Now we're shooting into a 12-foot basket Ooh. because you don't need us as much. And so it's hard, and just the ability to make that connection face-to-face. Mm-hmm. We had a girl come to our show in, in Chicago, and uh, she shared an Uber pool with a guy. Do you have Uber pool here? We do. <laughs> we do. She, I have not she could it, not though. wait to get out of the car to find the guy online so she could say hello. Oh, like, rather than turn her say? head right, that seemed so forward. My that word. she needed to go find him and say, "Hey, I, you know, I sat next to you for twenty yeah. minutes, and I, and that's where we are now." 
Well, I gotta say, I do need men. I need, I would like to have someone that knows where to put the wiper fluid in my in my car because then just put that on your profile. Okay, that's a good. Because if you say I need a guy who makes me laugh or something like no. that, he doesn't know if he it's can. It's legit me laugh. in my car right now. Say that. Say if <laughs> you do this, I will do this, and you'll get a, every guy. Kay. Like show us how high we have to jump. If you put wiper fluid in my car, I will bake you cookies. There you go. Okay, that's a start. Yeah, he'll go for that. Okay. So, Brian, <laughs> what are some mistakes that that we're making, like us men? Like both men and women? And women. Men. Well, the men are really, uh, people ask me all the time, like, what did you learn that you were surprised at more than anything? Yeah, that was one of my questions. And I had no idea how afraid and or angry so many guys were. And a lot of them are carrying it around from when they were like 15 years old and some girl just didn't listen to them or ignored them. Interesting. And they're carrying that around and I underestimated that. And so how hard it is for a guy to even approach a girl or how mm-hmm. terrified he is of that rejection. We did shows, uh, we do a lot of shows in Seattle and we do them literally like across the street from the Microsoft headquarters in Bellevue. Ooh. And so you get, all these, like, you get all these like tech nerds, nerds. home to the show. <laughs> And the guys will say stuff like, well, if I go up to her and she rejects me, everybody's going to see that and laugh at me. And I'm like, no, nobody notices you. Nobody's even paying any attention to you. What do you where does that come from? Yeah. It comes from high school where that did right. happen, where people did laugh at you for being rejected, and they never mm-hmm. quite get over that. And it's almost like this weird self-absorbed thing yeah. where you're like, People are seeing what I do, and mm-hmm. so they're paralyzed to approach anybody because they think the room is watching. So it's so both wildly insecure and wildly sort of narcissistic. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah, because you kind of like because that's very like teenagerish. Like you know, in teenage world, it is very much like everyone's looking at me. The spotlight's on me. I have to make sure I'm perfect. Yeah, and in like if you go up to somebody you know at the bank or just in the street. Nobody gives a shit about anything. No. So just do it. So, But they are really terrified of rejection. And most of the time you get rejected, it has nothing to do with you. No. She could just be in a bad mood or in it's a hurry or true, anything. Though. Like, rejection but, sucks. Like, I got rejected a few weeks ago, and it's it, like, I... What did you do? I asked someone out. You don't do that. I, I know who this is. Don't do that. No, you don't. Oh, I don't. Okay. You don't know. Did you let him know that he could ask you out, or did you just flat out ask him out? I just flat out asked Yeah, him don't out. do that. Okay. It's weird. The guy should ask the girl out. Well, that's what my sister said. Yeah. But then you got to let him know that he could ask t- you out. Talked me into it. Yeah, my, my boner goes down if someone asks me out. Okay. It, it, like it tips the weird. Right. But it was of power. like this whole like be assertive, like be in power, and no, I was like, you're no. already assertive. You're too. Imp- be a girl. Be the girl. I like. And a lot of women girl. get mad when I say that. They're like, I shouldn't have to t- pretend. I go, you're not pretending. No, I am totally a girl. We. We if did there's a, sh- a spider in my room, I'm going to hairspray yeah. it because I don't know what else to do with it. We did a show in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Sort of in Texas. Actually, actually, actually is <laughs> it in is Texas. Texas. It is <laughs> middle of Texas. And after the show, this woman is talking to me and she's like, you know, I just don't need these guys. I make, I make a lot of money. I run my company and they're just not capable. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. And so I'm talking to her for like 15 minutes and she goes, excuse me, I got to step outside. I got to smoke. And I go, oh, you smoke? And she goes, yeah, is that a problem? I go, no. Can I get you a cigarette? She goes, no, I have a cigarette. I go, can I find you a match? She goes, no, I have a match. I go, 
if you just say yes, <laughs> the guy would kill somebody to get you the cigarette or the match. And she goes, I shouldn't have to lie. You're not lying. You're just letting him do right. something to make him feel like Superman. Right. She should have just said, like, sure, will you get me a match? Yeah. And she's like, I shouldn't have to play these games. Well, good luck. Was she, right. like, was she like super hot? No, she no. wasn't even hot. Like she just had such an attitude. And I'm like, let us be the boy once in a while, even if it's, uh, you know, to make us feel like right. more secure. She's like, I shouldn't have to do that. No, and I'm like, you do not, have to do that. Yes, you do. We've, we've all changed a little bit. We both have to make some concessions in... You know, I, I say the line, a lot of people get mad when I say it in certain cities. I go, after 6 o'clock, turn back into a girl. Yes. And they get really mad. But it's true. <laughs> like, like, so for me, like, I'm a big believer in, like, the fact that the man needs to be, like, needed and wanted. So, like, I'm a big, like, I feel like, so I feel like my dad is one of those, like, people where, like, we can ask my dad, like, for something he won't do it, my dad, he won't do it. And then finally, like, daddy, I need this. And he's like, all right, let me rescue you. And so, like, that's always the pattern that I have had. And so, like, I feel like that's the pattern that I need to give, too. It's like, I, I, for me, and I don't know if it's, like, maybe cultural, but I feel like the man always needs to be needed. And I feel like he, like. We do. And all, we hear all day long. Is, I don't need you. And I don't think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I don't need you. I don't need you. I'm an independent woman. I'm a strong, successful woman. I get it. Okay, I get I am, it. You don't even need, need us for the babies anymore. I do. I would like I know it. you do, but there's not enough <laughs> like you to go around. I'm a freaking magical unicorn. Why isn't go. anyone hitting on this yet? Uh, give it some time. Okay. Yeah, it's, the day's not over. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, I have a really important question for you. Uh-oh. They're all important questions. Dudes it, around my age, around, you know, early, mid-30s, we're dating. We're mm -hmm. going on dates. And there's this thing, you know about this, FOMO. Mm -hmm. Right? And we're always chasing the next hottest lady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When do we end the party? It'll end. You'll get, you won't care anymore. Trust me, in your age, I was a director in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I had the party. Okay. Eventually, though, you wake up one yeah. day and you don't have that anymore. Either it's the right moment or the right girl or the right situation or relationship mm -hmm. and you're like I don't care about anything but her and then it just is done huh. so that ride will stop on its yeah. own you don't need to do anything to force that it will just go away so just ride it for now yeah so to speak <laughs> I mean and it is tough for these girls that I meet how old are you Emma can I ask that yes I am 31 and how old are these guys you're dating um 32 33 yeah, that's a very small range. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. Think What's your settings? What's your right. settings oh, on your Bumble? Uh, I think so. It has to be older than my sister. So she's what? She's so she, thirty to forty. Okay, that's fair. The problem is though, the guy who's thirty-five. Yep. He can get anything from twenty-one to forty-eight. True. He that's has my range. such a pool to choose from. That it's hard to get that guy to, and it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. It's like those are the guys that you want. You have to sort of wait for him to sort of come out of that. Mm -hmm. And so the women are like, "Oh, I don't want to date a guy who's 44." And I'm like, "That's the pool." I'm not like I'm. I'm okay dating. So my whole my rule is I don't want to date anyone that's younger than my sister. And so we're like 18 months apart. Yeah, don't go young. I don't, and but I also don't want to date anyone that's older than my parents, and they're in their 60s. Yeah, that's probably not good also, either. I would also like to have babies. Would you date a guy who had a kid? <laughs> that's no. a no. Oh, that's I don't know. I'm not sure. That's not for. Would you date a guy who's divorced? Yeah. 
I would. Okay. I would. Okay. Okay. Because he better marry me, and that better be the do last you have a height, marriage. Do you have a height requirement? Taller than me, but that's not hard to find. No, that's <laughs> good. That's everybody. That's good. That's a lot of women. A lot of women have that weird. No, shit. I don't care. Like, well, I mean, I would date someone that was like Shaquille O'Neal's height, but like that's very rare. So you know, as long as it's like Dark Nowitzki, single. Than me. No, I he's think seven feet tall. He's a tall man. Yeah. That's like three feet higher. <laughs> yeah, it's like two of you. <laughs> a lot, a lot of women will will so narrow what they're looking for. Like they'll put so many check boxes yeah. that because then they'll think it's not me. I just haven't found that person yet. And okay. what they're really doing is eliminating all possibilities so they don't get hurt. So I might get a little emotional about this. You're gonna love this, but Uh-oh. I'm gonna hate this. But okay, so like. We our last episode was about like things that people shouldn't say, and that's something that I get all the time. Is that I'm too damn picky, and I'm like, I don't think that we're I all am. too picky. We're all too picky. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I'll say I say this show too. The the thing that that everybody, if I had one piece of dating advice to give everybody, it's get rid of the words "not my type." Because if you're over yeah. 30 and you're still single, you have no type. I your type's not working out type. for you. And if you're under 30, you have no idea what your type is. So what you want probably is something that you have not even considered or no, thought of. I haven't not dated an so like so I love reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. It's like my jam because after a long day of doing what I do, I need something that I can not think. Um, and so you know I've been obsessed with Made in Mexico, mm-hmm. and right now like I'm in love, not really though, with like one of the guys on there who's like completely like. Hispanic and like well like Mexican and you know like speaks Spanish and is very like cultural and I'm like ooh maybe that's what I want. But you're Hispanic. Yeah, I know. But I'm like well, I'm Salvadorian, so there's a difference. I used to date a Salvadorian. She's a hot tamale, <laughs> <laughs> a crazy person. Oh my God. They are spicy for sure. Yeah. I am sure. not gonna say if I'm crazy. But you not. should date everything. You should date the tall guy, short guy, Jewish guy, black guy. Go through all of it mm-hmm. and see what you like because you don't know all, what you like. But a lot of people can't take that advice. I know they can, and then they wake up alone at 46 and yeah. they don't know what happened. Like it do- certainly doesn't hurt you to sit across from uh, and have ice cream with somebody who you think is not your type. You'll learn mm-hmm. so much more about. Uh, yourself than you ever ever will about them. So Beautiful. everybody should should do that. So I have I have one last thing for Brian. So you talk a lot about confidence. Yeah. Like ha- as a man, how do we build that confidence? I mean, it's it's rough. I always say the way to build the confidence is to figure out what your greatest weaknesses or your biggest vulnerability is, and then own it and be very open about it. Beautiful. Hiding the sort of. I'm confident, this sort of fake bravado, right. that yeah. sort of douchey thing, that's not good. The women are surprisingly on board with... Vulnerability. Vulnerability. I'm this. I'm working on this. They want to know that you know it and mm-hmm. are working on it, that you, ha- that you are flawed. Because if they can see it, even if you point it out to them, like, I am this, they are not afraid of what they can see. They're afraid of what they don't know. So oh they, gosh, they all know. So even the confident guys, they're like, what is wrong or what's broken or whatever. Mm -hmm. So being open about whatever it is that you need to do better, that's really, that comes off well confident, right? So, yeah. So, yes, yes. Because it, it, I mean, for me, it would make me feel like, oh, maybe this person's, because I'm a therapist, this person's going to therapy. They are very aware of what they need to be working on, which, you know, brings me a little bit of confidence. I'm much better since I started going to therapy. Yeah. And I'm surprised at how many women thought that was good. Therapy's good. 
Uh, you need to just. It's not even like a weird California. It's not even like a weird California thing. It's like fairly normal. Like yeah. doing the work is very confident. Yeah. So we and we all need to do it. So that's the thing that everybody can can sort of own that comes off as very confident. Yeah. Especially when you hang out with a bunch of therapists and you say that. Yeah. Yeah. The therapists are really fucked up too. So they, <laughs> they know that. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. I won't deny that. A- and I bring that up on first dates too about how I go to therapy. Myself. That's good. So, and a lot of women are okay with that. The ones yeah, that are okay are the ones you want. Yeah. You can't date somebody who's not okay. If it's part of your life and they're right. not okay with it, then that's not the one for you. You know, I don't want the one who doesn't eat a cake pop. Yeah. You know, like eat a freaking cake pop. They're delicious. I yeah. mean, I wish they were. They're bigger. a little piece of heaven on a stick. Yes, they're too little sometimes. Yeah, but you get like you get two for like a buck. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, thank they're you, good. Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, your show. Yeah. What can we expect tomorrow? Because we're going. We're going. We're good. Yeah. Uh, every show's different. Every crowd's different. Every city's different. Um. We try and figure out what we're dealing with in the audience on any given mm-hmm. night. Sometimes it's half-divorced people. Sometimes it's people in their 20s. Sometimes it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be anything. And then we slowly break down what is the crux of the disconnect with this theater, room, yeah. whatever, in this city. And what can we do better right now to sort of change? And, and it goes in all sorts of directions. It's really funny. It's really interactive. It's very participatory. So the people who go and they think they can hide in the back, I will call on them in two fucking seconds. Yeah, and you're like up they have, with the mic, right? You oh yeah, I am tomorrow, literally. I'm be so sad. I am whacking these people in the head <laughs> like a pinata to figure out why they're either single, single again, or the people who are in relationships. A lot of people should be single. Some married people come to these shows looking for a third. Ooh. Especially in Austin. Austin is very <gasps> polyamory. There was someone on Hinge that was a couple, and yeah. they matched, like, they t- liked me, and then I was like, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they get their freak on. They mm. do. Yeah. Um, you know, we make them laugh, but we make everybody think, and we make everybody share, and we make, make everybody learn. But, you know, we're selling hope here, yeah. essentially. Okay, so hopeful crying. It's hopeful. Like, you'll walk out of there, because um, then everybody goes to an after party right next door. And where, uh, where where are we going? Where are we going? It's right. Uh, what's that Irish bar called? Oh, yes, that's my favorite. It's Irish not Tilted Kills no, or Twin it's Peaks. Not. It's the other it's, one, uh, Family uh, Hall. Or no, no, two? no, Trinity Hall. Trinity Hall. Trinity Hall. Because yeah. that's where I go. That's where right. all the firemen go after yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That's where I am. Like, so to uh, we go to Trinity Hall, and Beautiful. and that's where all the deals get done. Because yeah. people are like, I like what you said, or I heard what you said, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they they all watch each other for an hour and a half and there's a lot of people so men and women absolutely uh meet hook up have dates find confidence use things all that that do you tell them to go hey we're all going to trade hall after nice i even say if you're talking to me you're doing something wrong because i got nothing else to say (laughs) talk to each other i'm like guys buy the ladies a drink go and then that's how i tell how good the show went by what percentage you're still there two hours later And what if I gotta work and I gotta wake up at like no, six o'clock call in the it morning? Sick tomorrow or I whatever. Can't. Everybody does. So what? So what? Fine. I will like not. I'll go without. This makeup could be to work. fifty for Brian. So Number what? Fifty as far as. Fine. Yeah. I'll go without makeup. I'll makeup. Do it. No, go. Yeah, go. You don't have to go for two hours, but you could certainly go for forty-five minutes. Oh, I'm gonna go. Y- you go long enough for a guy to get your number. Yeah, Master Brian Howie. That will be my goal for tomorrow. <laughs> do you record? Can you be asked out by text? Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm think I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Certain women are like, he needs to call me. 
because I need no. to see. And I go, we don't call each other enough now. I it's weird. Phone calls because yeah, I but like it, we're not that good I'm on the not. phone anymore as people. No. It's sort of like handwriting is bad because we don't do it. Oh, so making somebody really call handwriting. when they haven't been on the phone in 12 days is weird. It, it is. <laughs> it's like a weird. I'm like, oh, phone call. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. But, but whenever I have a date or I'm about to have a date, I mm-hmm. have a phone call first. You I, should. Because I want to hear their voice and I right. hear my voice. You should. I, I personally dread any call for anything. <laughs> I don't even like doing uh, like podcasts or radio interviews via phone. I like to see the people. Like I like yeah. I like to be in the room. Oh yeah. Uh, my own podcast, I don't allow any phone-ins. Oh really? Which is weird. None. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a giant celeb of some kind. We've done it like twice. Mm-hmm. I need to see people. We do FaceTime if anything. Yeah. We, yeah. We do FaceTime. I'm not because there's this awkward like you can't get in the rhythm if you right. Do it. Yeah. FaceTime's dual. I mean, I got to get over that. That's my own thing. But uh, I either want in person or or text. Yeah. We have so much, so many questions for Brian. I mean, I could talk I mean, to him the rest of the, so like, my life. So, one question about your podcast. Who is your, I think this was your question, Emma. Who is his favorite guest ever on your podcast? Becca Tobin from Glee. Okay. She's my favorite. And she does the, a big podcast, The Lady Gang. Yeah. Uh, Becca's awesome. Um, she will say anything. She will own anything. Uh-huh. She has, uh, yeah, she's the best. Becca's the best. Oh, we had Jillian Michaels on there a couple weeks ago. Did you listen to that? No, I haven't listened to that one yet. Uh, you know who Jillian Michaels is? Oh, the, the trainer, right? Yeah, yeah, and I said the word Cinnabon. <laughs> she wanted to, like, take a pen and, like, stick it in my jugular. Like, Why? she was so offended. Like, even that word to her was so... They're delicious. Uh, I know. Don't say that to her. Like, she can't even... Fe- that's not even food to her. Well, I work with... I've worked yeah. with eating disorders... So we, I can't, I come from a um, world where everything in moderation. She's fun. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Drew's always fun. Like People it. who are willing to, um, you know, sort of be curious about the subject matter and willing to go there and willing uh-huh. to, to, to open up. But we've had some guests that like, I don't even know who they were and they get booked on it. And I'm like, that person was great. They're <laughs> awesome. You know? Nice. Awesome. And, and are they all single people or no? Anything. It just runs a gamut. It, it, we, uh, married people, it's love. Sex, dating, relationships, everything. And, um, you know, everybody's got some. It's the only, love is the only thing that everybody either has an opinion on, experience with, pain from, that, like, you can share. Like, you could literally get, grab any six people, sit them down, and have a conversation about it. Or food. I do a food podcast, too. Mm. <laughs> what, is, what is that food? The Great yeah. Food Feud. Nice. What's and your favorite kind of food? Uh, barbecue, which is Ooh, why I come yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But then you could argue, like, you, do you like Texas, Kansas City, North Carolina? Like, it's very particularly yeah. regional, too. I'm down here because it's very sort of brisket-centered I here. I brisket. Um, and it's awesome here, but, you know, we go to Memphis, and it's different. And but so do you we did one on cheese uh, the other day. I oh love my gosh. cheese. And what's your favorite cheese? I like a good brie and a good manchego. That's what I said. I said that there's nothing made with Swiss that wouldn't be better with something else. Mm-hmm. And the Swiss people got so mad. I said, <laughs> I think Swiss just has a good publicist. Yeah. Like if you watched Family Feud and they said, like, name a cheese, somebody's going to say Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. We don't need Swiss. Right. You could put anything better than Swiss, but for some reason, Swiss has a lot of PR. Well, 
So we argued about that. So who's on the podcast? <laughs> is it you? And, and I guess I might have a chef. I might chef. have a foodie. I might have a regular person. We could sit and talk tacos oh for my, three hours. Oh, my, oh my gosh. You know, who makes I the best this or whatever? Like, everybody thinks they know the best way to eat it. No. They know the best way to do it. You know, we had one girl on there who, since she was seven years old, she has only eaten pizza. Nothing else. What? Only pizza. And she's in really good shape. Wow. Yeah. I guess, only. Yeah. And, sh- and the way uh, she, like, went on dates and they would be like... Do you want do you want to have some steak? And she'd be like, you know, I just had steak for lunch. Well, let's get the pizza. And the way she had like maneuver so nobody would thought she was a crazy person, that she only eats pizza. Huh. And she has a boyfriend now, and I go, Does he has he is he resigned to the fact that you will only eat pizza or does he wake up every day and hope like today's the day? She goes, He wakes up every day and he hopes today's the day. And, and that's a great marriage because food and dating. <laughs> Yeah, it's right? it. Our food thing fell out of like the condiment question. Yeah, you could argue about like what you put on stuff or whatever. It came out of that. You know, we have. Uh, we, I always say our podcast, when it's done right, should sound like a dinner party, mm-hmm. which is sort of food based, and the mm-hmm. conversations sort of sound the same. So, yeah. So I got into the food thing, but uh, great love debate still pays the bills. Anything else in the works besides the food podcast? Uh. Um. Well, we're continuing to figure out more. You know, we've done 300 and something live shows and we've gone around the world. We're trying to figure out new ways and new mediums and new ways to sort of have these conversations that I like to have because they're, you know, there's sort of a million ways to slice this apple and things keep changing. And, you know, it's like a puzzle that we'll never totally solve, but we can, it's like Rubik's Cube. Yeah, you guys have a ton of content, like a yeah. 140, uh Podcasts and almost 400 live shows and Jeez, all that. So yeah. working on a television show and all that kind of stuff. So television show. Where, yeah. where, where's that gonna? When's that gonna happen? Oh. To be announced uh, in the spring. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> so Bravo shot our show. Uh, one of our shows for Summer House. Do you watch Summer House on Bravo? Mm-hmm. You need to watch Summer House on Bravo. Because okay. one of our whole episodes of the Great Love Debate. Oh. Yeah. Which one? Which episode? The whole thing? Or is the whole one of the episodes of the new season of Summer House. Okay. We're great, gonna watch. Great it. Love Debate. Yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah. So we, you know, we're sort of winding down our USA tour. Like this is our last show in right, Dallas tomorrow. Yeah. So you better round up your. Because isn't this like your last US tour? Isn't that? Yeah. We, I mean, it's five years. Like, yeah. we, I, I need to get off the ride for a little while at yeah. least. You know, we'll do special shows here and there, and so, but like, I don't need to go to Atlanta again. Right. Like, I've been there 15 times. So I went, like, live, and went, like, I was listening to you, and you were like, yeah, this is gonna, so this is going to be, like, the last U.S. tour for a while, and so, like, you know, we're not going to be on tour anymore, so, like, you need to go get tickets. And I got anxiety to think about, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to see him in a live show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the way people should look you at it. You need to take advantage. <laughs> I always say opportunities. Trust me. I wrote the book, How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. That is about, it's not about a quickie in a bathroom. Uh-huh. That is about recognizing an opportunity, acting on it, and not killing it. So recognize the opportunity. We're here. Yep. As we record this tomorrow night. Yep. Recognize the opportunity and act on it. Uh-huh. Every single person in Dallas should be there. Yeah, everyone, you should Every be there. Every single person in our group, in our groups. I am. I'm we'll, gonna text everybody. I'm be like, we'll are y'all going? Are y'all going? Come yeah. I'm gonna. It's su- you. I, you know, other than that, it's really funny. You like, are there's hilarious. There's no, there's no, no getting around it. Like these shows are crazy funny. Um, so at the least you're gonna laugh. You might love. You might laugh. Mm-hmm. I might cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, some people cry. <laughs> you might get a dick pic. 
After Some people show. cry. We've oh had more guys gosh. cry at the show than women. Good. Yeah, get some emotion. Good. People cry. I love emotion. You'll I laugh, love you'll crying. cry, you might get laid. Who knows? You might have to do a, a role playing scene. Yeah, we might yank you on the stage and make you God, figure out why. You make me do some like weird improv. Yeah. Thing. I'm gonna, like, yeah. Die. Life is improv. <laughs> Dating is weird improv. I know, no, your last podcast, I'm not like, I, I heard this and I was like, oh my gosh. You said, um,. Like dates should be like an improv classes or something because dating is all improv and like I died listening to that. I was like, oh my gosh. Be a tree. That would be fun on a date. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get tree. you'll get nothing after that. Yeah, just be a tree. I don't. Okay, it's be like is that like pretend, a yoga pose? No, just a tree. Like pose, what, what, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A magnolia. Okay, tree. Okay, let's see that. Let's see what you would look like as a magnolia tree. <laughs> Yeah, see? See how easy this is? And then and then we're off. And then it's fun. There you go. That was a strange looking magnolia tree. Two branches. See, we don't even have magnolia trees in Los Angeles. I don't even know. We have I don't know. You have them here. Yeah, we you do. Know. They're my favorite tree. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't know people could have favorite trees either. Yeah, palm tree. I really <laughs> like fucking palm trees. That's a good question. Like, what's your, what's favorite, your favorite tree? tree? What's your favorite tree? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't is. know. Like, if I showed you six trees, could you tell me what they are? How uh, many people know trees? Like magnolia, you know, oak, pine. Would you know an oak tree if you saw it? No. No. Yeah. Pine. <laughs> we would know a Christmas tree. I know what a magnolia. Look, there's one outside his window. That's a magnolia well, tree. I'm staying in the magnolia hotel, so I imagine Perfect. there's magnolias. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fake magnolias, bro. <laughs> Beautiful fake ones. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my Is gosh, that all Emma. we have? No, but next time, I mean, we have we have so many questions for for Brian. I feel like Master Brian Howie has taught me so much. I, I've learned so well, much. We'll see. Too. We'll see how you do tomorrow. We'll see how I do so tomorrow. So we're going to the show tomorrow, yes. and it's you can find the show information at thegreatlovedebate.com. Just great love great debate. debate. No the. Okay. Great, great love debate. Love debate. Yeah. Greatlovedebate.com. The 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 podcast is the Great Love Debate with Brian Howie. Um, we're the world's number one dating relationship podcast. Number one. Number one. Um, so all the good information is there. Yeah. So the show is uh, at Hyenas Comedy Club right down the street from mm -hmm. here. Literally. like. Literally. Like, so you can roll home. I'm going to just scooter. Do you take that train thing? No. Goes right to your house and right there. I know. She's bougie. She takes like an Uber XL to every place. So You know how I'll be. I, I take that train thing. <laughs> I take public transportation in Europe. Yeah, there's a lot of people <laughs> like that. Like, we have it. I take public transportation sometimes in Los Angeles. Actually, when I move back to New Irving, York. I will be taking it to Dallas. When I live in Irving, I'll do it. But if I'm in Dallas, I won't do it. Irving? Yeah. Why do you want to live in Irving? It's so far away. It's oh. so far. <laughs> Don't make me cry. It's far. It is. There's a train, though. There is a train. Yeah. All right, so I think that's it. That's all we have. Oh my gosh, Brian, thanks for coming. That's fun. Yes, thank yeah. you so much. You okay. just made my little fangirl dreams come true. <laughs> Done. You made a wish. Okay, so that's all we have for today. You can find yep. us on uh, if you have any email or if you have any email. If you have any <laughs> questions, you can email us at hello at datepodcast.com. You can find us at datepodcast.com or website. On Instagram and Twitter. And on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter as, yeah. Twitter as well. And uh, check out Brian, if not his show, then his uh, podcast. Yep. So, all right, that's it. Kay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>